special holler hour with a, uh, a good friend of mine. It's a little bit of a departure for us. I see Carlos is here already. Adam Carlos is our resident troll. He loves oh. to jump on here and uh, spout all kinds of right-wing talking points ah. for us to combat. So Carlos, right. feel free, right. feel free yeah. to bring the thunder. TNHoller.com, at the TNHoller on Twitter, Facebook. And Adam is at Handle Brody on Twitter, which took me a while to get him on, but he's on there. And uh, is the sole person <laughs> responsible for getting me on. He's also my logistical and tech support. Yes, hollered all throughout the state here in Tennessee. Your support, the monthly donations, really help. Make it ten bucks a month. We'll send you one of these sweet holler hats that I'm wearing. I don't think I've given Adam one. Maybe I need to send him a holler hat. Yeah, you do, Adam. I think people hear you talking all the time about your acting stuff and your career, but people don't know that you're actually a pretty political animal. And you and I talk a lot about the issues behind the scenes and you care about stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I, I'm definitely not an activist. I guess I would consider myself a junkie a little bit, a political junkie. You did come to Tennessee and volunteer for my congressional campaign. I think I remember you saying you knocked some doors. So, you know, you've been you've been doing your part. You've got voter die in your Twitter bio. For me, I don't know when it was for you, and I'd love to hear this, but for me, it was having a kid that kind uh -huh. of ac activated me. You know, yeah, I was yeah. growing up, did not care yeah. that much about politics. You know, I was an uh -huh. Obama fan. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. But what made you start to give a shit about this stuff? I moved to LA in 1999. I just turned 19. I certainly didn't care before then. Parents were Democrats, you know, and voted for Clinton, and but um, but not, you know, we weren't a political household by any stretch. And um, I started, I couldn't brew my own coffee. I couldn't like, I, I would just walk <laughs> to a coffee bean every morning for breakfast, and I'd have like a bagel, <laughs> like toast me a bagel and have a coffee and have the paper. And I remember after Bush, thinking like Bush was an idiot, and the whole debacle with him and Gore, and thinking like, oh my god, and then. And then a few months later, less than a year later, 9-11 happened. And I remember obviously being shocked and dev devastated and also being like, oh, fuck. Like, this is why you have an intel. This is why you have someone <laughs> who's admirable and smart <laughs> as a president. <laughs> right. This is, this is not going to go well. And, uh, and it didn't. And um, predictably, I would argue, and uh, uh, not that, you know, a Democrat, Al Gore wouldn't have run into a bunch of traps, but it's like the class, the intelligence, the, the um, is just incomparable. And anyways, um, anyway, so that was that I kind of started there. I kind of started there. Um, I read a, uh, I was, when I was on the OC, actually, somebody was, um, the, one of the like second ADs were like knocks on your trailer. I, be, I became real friendly with him. He was real political and he gave me a, uh, a big Chomsky book. And, um, that really 
resonated with me. And then like John Stewart was very formative for me. Right. Too. How would you like to have a sense of where you are on the spectrum? Like, do you consider yourself a pretty progressive dude? You know, I mean, I consider you that, but do you like Chomsky, you're dropping Chomsky. That's, that's pretty progressive. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I mean, I, I, I do, but I feel like I'm willing to, I definitely feel like I'm progressive, but there's new policies that like new policy ideas all the time on the left that I'm like, Oh, okay, let me wrap my head around that for a second. It's a new idea. It seems radical, but let's see. But I just firmly believe that the heart, not just the heart, but the, the, of the left in general, just even Democrats is in the right place. And like, it's forward thinking, it's progressive, it's progress, not regression. And I think like the broad view of humanity is like, we've been getting better. And, and um, let's talk about the future. And if you want to argue about the future from a centrist point of view or very progressive point of view, I feel like we can do it in good faith. I just, at this point, especially feel like bipartisanship or the idea of exchanging ideas with people who aren't even doing it in good faith and are trying to, you know, drag us back to the dark ages um, in very obvious ways. It's not even rocket science, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty overt. It's pretty broad. Um, I just feel like that's a waste of time. I remember a long time ago, you used to have your show, uh, get it, got it good, which I really liked. Yes. Had a, had a, had a wow. Thank episode. you for that. Yeah, man. Justin had a podcast <laughs> that was 10 minutes long and it was just like a super fast and fast edited, uh, uh, back and forth about a subject of the day, mostly political with, um, somebody who was in it and you were friends. I don't know if you still are, <laughs> but at the time, you know, I know you played basketball a lot and we're friends with Dean Kane yes. and you had him on and you guys debated and it was like all about, see, we're starting a dialogue. And in my, and I, I go back and forth. I'm not, I don't feel sure of my, what I'm about to say. Anyways, I think like there's always time to convert people and you got to always engage and, you know, but anyways, I just, part of me was like, and you guys left and you're like, we didn't get anywhere, but, we started a conversation and see, that's great. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, mm, I don't know, the world's burning and he won't admit to global warming. So like, who the fuck has time to talk to this guy for hours and hours and hours in the back of the classroom? Like, I guess somebody has to, but it's not interesting to me. And I would rather like engage with people that are, you know. See, it's funny that you bring up, yeah, you bring up that conversation with Dean, who I haven't spoken to in a while, although I think I did have him on here at one point when I first moved here. Like, I wonder how that conversation would go now. Like, I feel like the way it was then versus how it is right now, I would have a hard time conversing with him about, you know, the Trumpism and, you know, where we are. It feels like even just from that small amount of time, we've really leaped forward to a place where it's really hard to have that discussion. Like, I guess I'd ask, you know, how optimistic or pessimistic are you about where things are headed? You know, I kind of feel I'm, I'm a little bit in the sky is falling camp of, you know, democracy under attack and I'm, I'm concerned. I'm incredibly concerned. I think what is happening is beyond the pale. Like, first, let me just say I am optimistic. I like, like to answer your question, I'm optimistic. I think we're going to work it out. How much I know we'll work it out. How much needless death has to happen between then and now is unfortunate. <laughs> and that's the question. But like, I know we're going to go forward. I know we'll figure out the rules of the road for the internet. We'll cooperate bigger. 
you know, coronavirus is going to take a global cooperation. We are becoming more global. Borders are shrinking. It's not about, you know, we're like one earth. We we have to unite as a globe to not just coronavirus, which is global, but like, you know, stave off ecological disaster. It's going to be a global effort coordinated like never before. And we have the tools to coordinate like never, never before. Of course, those tools can be used to divide us too. But I'm optimistic, like I said, but, you know, we're at a, such an inflection point. I feel like we are like, I feel like I'm watching a sixties montage every day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how fast it's happening. But, but I am so excited, you know, to be living in this time with change. And I feel like, I just feel like all those old ideas are dying, you know? And it's like, these are the death throes of the old, of the fucking white, patriarchy and like and and i think that it's going out with the bang and but but i think we're moving past it and i think what we're seeing with like conservatism is um you know i think the ideas have run out like i think they weren't there before but i think i don't think like reagan trickle down economics is holding you know is is holding water for anyone anymore not to mix water metaphors but but um and and I think all the, I think they're losing the gun argument as they should, because it's idiotic, but like, and I feel like, you know, they got nothing left. So it's just, it's, it's to me, you know, talking about back to the Dean thing and talking about like, am I optimistic? The thing that really, 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 really bothers me. And the thing that, and I, I kind of can't overstate and I, I like Steve Schmidt, one of the Lincoln guys, I like his tweets for this reason he i find it hard to talk about without as you can see right now without backing up to just talk about how broadly fucking evil i think it is how broadly like fascist and not i use nazi not because like literally the same but it just like that's my level of like you're a first world country with like all the education you know what i mean with all the tools to educate yourself and you choose evil and, and and i and i trump you know what happens so the ideas go bankrupt and then trump is like all it he's more like to me he's more metaphor than man like i don't even you know so many people will like portray him as actors in the future but like i can't even imagine like illuminating that guy's humanity on the inside like you know the guy just sits there googling himself and on his gold toilet his gold name and then like he, you don't know anyone that crazy you don't know anyone that crazy i don't know anyone that crazy but above all things he's a liar and they've all adopted this and like just and then like q is the logical extension of this shit and it's which is just lie. the only real cohesiveness to q has got to be bullshit as long as it's a lie and like mitch mcconnell too it's like He's vile, but like the thing that's really crazy is just the like blatant hypocrisy. Like I will lie to you. Like it, that's the game, and it's funny, and are not funny. Like I'm going to be more hypocritical than anyone's ever been, and I'm going to do it with a straight face. And things like Marco Rubio, all this whole party saying like Trump's a dictator and blah blah blah, and then getting in line behind him. I just sorry, I'm just, I'm finishing. I'm no, yeah, there, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm... Say, saying it's like the. To lie like that, to lie, to be like, no, the sky's green and we all agree, even though we know it's not. But our thing is publicly, we're going to tell everyone the sky's green and see what kind of, if we can't get that to catch and go viral, is it's, 
it's Nazi shit. Anyways, go ahead. Well, no, and then that's <laughs> what I was going to pick up on about what you just said is the Nazi Nazism Nazism thing. Obviously, you know, we're two Jews. My grandparents survived the Holocaust. Like we don't make a Nazi comparison lightly and, you know, it's not a direct comparison, but I think, you know, where it resonates is you've got all of these people willing to do something that on its face is wrong because they think they're serving a greater good, you know? And, and, and so I think to me, like where they're coming, like, for instance, the attack on the Capitol, you know, those people really did believe that it had been stolen. And, you know, so they're attacking the Capitol. They're actually defending democracy in their eyes. And as much as I think that that's bullshit and they're wrong, like if you can convince people that what they're doing, you know, everybody thinks they're the good guy in their own story. Yeah, of course, Hitler of course. probably did too. Of course. Of, so, course, yeah, I'm so, sure he, of course he did. Of course he did. Right. So, and, and, you know, I think it's also, there's an element of that with, you know, evangelicism and religion, like, you know, this, he's Jesus's kid. He's the Jesus candidate. This, you know, putting God before country. So there are echoes of, of Nazism just in the fact that you're convincing all of these people to do something that history will show is wrong, but they're doing it because in the moment they actually feel justified. And that's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I watched that New York times thing, day of rage. That really, for me, that siege on the Capitol, that really put it in more. It's yeah. funny. It's like I that saw it, and it was it was crazy, and it was amazing. You know, it was, it was, it was amazingly terrible. Um, and but even I, like seeing clips, didn't realize how dangerous it was. Didn't realize how scary it was seeing individual clips. If you got to see that whole thing, you watch forty five minutes linear. You know, like and how coordinated it was. How coordinated and how scary. Like I didn't. It didn't hit home. Even the videos. Even the video of the guy being crushed in the door seems awful but in context even worse worse yeah. even worse like scarier scarier for you didn't know like these people were like they all could have been killed and it, no doubt in my mind that if they got their hands on any lawmaker especially democrat they would have killed them 100 um and to have these politicians i mean that's one thing to have people believing stuff and and for the greater good but the thing is like What's really scary and when I really throw the Nazi stuff around is like when it's when it's like Marco Rubio or whatever, these people who do know a little better, I still yeah. think their ideologies are insane, but like they know Donald Trump's a liar. <laughs> That's like they know and they still are like, I guess the game for power for me is like, I just can't believe these people who have money are so power hungry and I'm not a, you know, that that there is no morality bottom. Ted Cruz. Like there's no bottom. It's like a no lot lie. Power is the only thing. And I don't believe these. And the other thing is like, there's no doubt in my mind that like Trump and Tucker Carlson too, but like Trump would, is a genocidal maniac. Like there's no doubt in my mind that he's so crazy. If given the opportunity. Yeah, like he, yeah. of course he would do everything Kim Jong-un would do. He would <laughs> right. absolutely fire missiles at people, like his own subordinates, if he could. Like there's no, and I just, listen, I've lived for 41 years. I know I call, you know, like I have enough understanding of human, you know, humanity and, and psychology to, like I said, no one knows anyone that crazy and he's a very angry guy and he's a guy, he's, a, he's an insane person. And to follow that guy off a cliff, it's just, there is no, um, um, 
there's no equal to counter to that in the in on, on this side in the progressive side. There's no, you know, it, there's just not. You just yeah, can't I, point to someone and go, that's a horrible human being who had no honor and made fun of handicapped people. But anyway, he was powerful and he, and we all followed it. Like it just you just wouldn't do that. You'd vote for Mitt Romney. Yeah, and and in hindsight, you know, I think maybe we were a little hard on Mitt Romney at the time because <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, I was riled up about him at the time, and now and I in was too. And I, I yeah. don't, I don't think, and I mean, in hindsight, no, I disagree. I think like that was a fair fight, and that was a fair sure, point. sure. And I mean, I'm not, I don't regret it. It's yeah. more like, yeah, it's more like, yeah, I didn't know you'd be, become full blown insane. We didn't know what the other, what the what was on the other side of that, yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like they have to fall off the cliff. Like entirely. in hindsight, before Hitler, like there's a few decent. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, man, I know I know we could talk about that part of it for hours. How was I also wanted to ask you about the. Uh, did I lose you? We just lost your sound. Am I back? You're back. All back. right. Um, um, anyways. I was going to ask you about what's going on in the pandemic world, in, in your pandemic world. First of all, how was that for you uh, and how is it right now? And I know your family's in, in California. You're not. But, you know, w w are, are you guys battening down the hatches or, you know, where are you when it comes to pandemic fear right now? We're OK. Um, we're uh, uh my wife and I are vaccinated, uh, happily, proudly, thankfully. And, um, and, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really, really fortunate in our setup, very fortunate. And, uh, we're okay. We're taking reasonable, you know, LA feels reasonable in terms of like precautions and not like I've been comfortable with, like, I've been happy with the amount of like, have you guys been in and loosened? Have you been impacted by the backlash to it? Like what, you know, have you seen the anti-vaxxers around you? And is there like a, a push to Less not around back to us. that? I mean, listen, I mean, look, we have like anti-vaxxers in our circle, you know, um, which is annoying. But like, it hasn't stopped me from being friends with some people, although I do, you know, it's, it's stopped me from 100 percent. You know, it's like I do shake my head and uh, a lot at it. And um they're people I'm working with now. Like it just, and it, it, you know, I am happy that companies are starting to mandate it, you know? And I think yeah. like it's too divisive for the government to do it. They don't have the authority. They don't have the popular authority to, you know, but I'm happy that companies are. And um, it's like, look, if we got out of this and there wasn't, a, and, and, and we reached herd immunity without it, fine. You don't want to be vaccinated. You want to get COVID, fine. But like now we got a variant. Now it's worse. There'll be another one that's worse. Like we got to ramp it up. And so, um, like yeah. I said, I'm happy that some, some, some. So I was just going to say, we have, uh, the issue here right now is we have a speaker of the house who just yesterday threatened if school districts want to go back to a mass mandate, no matter what the numbers are basically, you know, going to threaten their funding, pass a law that won't let them, you know, the, the yeah. big fight is yeah. becoming about masks. Yeah. And, you know, it seems to me that they're trying to throw people off the scent of the vaccination argument because they know they lost that fight, you know, but it's just, it's yeah. tough because there's so many parents like us who are going, well, do I even send my kid back to school with no masks on? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for like, I guess everyone or governments in general, you know, I was literally on set. Yes, I, I don't know. Like some people get annoyed with a back and forth and I, I'm like, it's a fluid situation. You know, everyone's yeah. trying their best. Like no one has all the answers and, um, you know, uh, uh, a little understanding, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess people are going to have to decide as communities, how much death they're willing to put up with for, for, versus inconvenience and and is inconvenience an attack on your freedom in a way i guess but like so is death so <laughs> right you know choices right yeah and and that is always the choice here like you know when the, it, you have all of these people who claim to be pro-life and they don't seem to want to put that stuff first i don't want to wear a mask i don't want my kids wearing a mask well, i'm not i'm not in for it but you know i i just there are certain things that are more important and you know, we have two kids, I just told you, who died in Memphis yesterday, and then there's four others in a hospital. Like, it's actually happening. And when you've got all of these people on the Republican side of things kind of telling you it's not, it seems like that's the common thread through everything that we're talking about is people who are really denying reality. Yeah. And, you know, the people, the ones there that are um, the politicians that are doing it because they're truly ill-informed <laughs> or have the bad information and um you know i don't know go with god you're wrong and the ones that are doing it just purely um for power <laughs> like uh, uh uh to own the lives is uh is evil yeah i don't remember it being this bad throughout our lives this own the lives thing which really at the end of the day you know has become big business for a lot of people you know, like this, this own, I lost you. Um, but, you know, being okay with sick children to own the libs, I, I just like as upset as I have ever been with Republicans for their positions, like I, that never was something that I was willing to live with just to upset them. But that seems to be sort of their ethos. You know, I can't believe it. And it's the same as that capital thing you know when I, I didn't i wasn't as outraged till i watched that video and seeing it in a linear fashion and how dangerous it was and then seeing these two-faced politicians who were there running yeah. for their lives yeah go this is a normal day of the capital i don't know what anyone's talking about like i don't know it gets me very mad <laughs> it's, yeah it's uh it's a scene and it's and it's um it's tough to say enough about it you know um, it just uh, seems like there's, no, there's nothing they won't do. And, and I, that's why, you know, I just think you can't be alarmist enough about where we are, you know? Okay. Yes. Biden no, won. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think the forces, the forces of like progress and, and, and just like, you know, human ingenuity and like cooperation and the ability to feed ourselves at greater scale and take care of our planet and each other and give everyone more freedom and give everyone, uh, you know, uh, healthier lives. Like, I think that'll win out. I, re I really do. But um, I, it's it's annoying to me, or <laughs> annoying is putting it lightly, that you got to drag the back of the class. It's always two steps forward and one step back. And it's like dragging the very back of the class. You know, it's so much unavoidable death. It's like, 
how long were we in Vietnam? So many people knew that was like a lost cause long before, but it's like, right. Oh, we got it. We're going to have to throw another, you know, tens of thousands of kids into the meat grinder and not to mention Vietnamese and then we'll be done. And it's like, that's how I feel about something as simple as like, not, you know, as, as basic as gun violence. I'm like, there's no doubt to me that like, they're not going to win. Like pictures, uh, we will show our kids pictures of, people marching around with AR-15s and they'll be like, you lived in, you know, a barbarian age. They will not believe. I, I firmly believe that like, I don't know. I firmly believe that like those things aren't going to be legal uh, in, you know, maybe it's five years, maybe it's a decade. No way. 20. I think th things are moving fast. You think guns? But, assault rifles? Yeah, let's call them machine guns. I'm not gonna fall machine into guns. Trap. Okay, like, those are machine <laughs> guns. I don't, you know what I mean? Like things that spray bullets. Yeah. Um. And and uh uh. And anyways, like yeah, I don't. I mean, listen. I think in a fifty, a hundred years, there won't be you know the guns, handguns will be illegal too, and good they should be. Um. But um, I think it'll be incremental. Like I think yeah, the world is coming for your guns eventually. It's a barbaric tool. Nobody needs to to have this little murder weapon like we'll, we'll we'll make society safer we'll do it bit by bit eventually we'll get rid of the ar-15s life will get a little more precious and it'll be like hey wow there hasn't been like the, the amount no one's able to been able to rack up the number of kills that they were and we're all pretty happy with this we're not going back what if we take it a little you know and there's all there's technology there's safe locks there's all that stuff i'm just saying it goes in a direction of of sanity and and life and, well, and, that, and I that guess happens. my point is, yeah. to me, it's so it's to, to me is it did my point. It was just that it's so obvious to me where that's going, and the fact that let's just take an AR-15 for example. Like again, it's so obvious to me that that gun is not long for this world, and yet so many people are going to have to die between from that between now and then. Um, that it's a real goddamn shame. Well, just to take things towards a hopeful note, you know, I think part of how this is going to happen and how we're going to get to the places that you're talking about is because younger people agree with that and older people don't and time, you know, is undefeated. So as more and more older white Fox news watchers die off and, you know, our people become younger and more diverse, yeah. it's just going to sort of happen and evolve that way. And I want to ask you how you're, how you talk to your, kids about that. But first, I just want to let people know we see them. Lauren Sorensen, I see you saying, you know, when people become willing to sacrifice their children and win an argument, it's time to stop trying to reason with them. Uh, you know, it's definitely, I, I feel like more pe people are starting to feel like it's a lost cause to reason with people. Vicky says, the U.S. has more guns than people. You were about to say something, and then I want to ask you how you're talking. No, I, was gonna, about this I, I guess I was going to say that. Yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, we can we can negotiate a peace at some point. I think it's a war right now. I think it's like a cold war. Like I don't yeah. know what you want to call it. I think it's a digital, viral civil war, and like for hearts and minds. And, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's like, I, I just Trump. Trump was the thing for me. I'm like, you can't reason with that. You, you they have an insane clown. They have the Joker. The fucking Joker is the leader of their party, a, a chaos agent, like a guy yeah. who has, you know, is no, uh, there's no get out of here. Like, come back when you're, you know, come back when you're adults. And it's like, I'm so excited, though. I really am. I mean, my consciousness has been expanded in the last few years. I'm so excited 
by this paradigm shift that is freaking them out. But like you see the backlash of, you know, of course the black black that the backlash to Black Lives Matter and Me Too and of course well it's cancel culture and it's I am so excited. I, I and of course there's collateral damage and it's messy and there's certainly backlash that's really ugly. But I am so excited by the consciousness shift that is happening right now. And I know my eyes have been opened and I know almost everyone's has um, um, to the this disparities that are still, you know, uh, egregious. And, and I just, um, I feel like that too, they've been highlighted in such a way that I don't think the foot comes off the gas until we are really actually at a post-racial, post-sexual place. I really know. I think all the new rules of, I think like we're going to figure, I'm optimistic that we really are going to reach like racial and gender equality relatively soon. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know how soon I mean, but like not in generations, like sooner than that. And and I feel like the new battle lines, whatever conservative and lib progressive is, is all going to be on the internet. And it's going to be about like digital life. And those will be the new, we'll figure out the gun stuff, we'll figure out, you know what I mean? Like abortion, stop it. Like, we're not going to debate, like abortion's legal. It's here to stay. You're not taking that away. I know it, you know, invigorates them, but like, get out of here. Uh, it's like, that's not going to be a winning argument to me in 20 years either for elections. Like, um, I think we'll figure out new digital shit to argue over as life, you know, gravitates towards there more and more. But, I, but I, just to say, you know, something as simple as me too. And there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a fair amount of backlash to it. And I just know for me, like even at work to me, the difference in a, in a couple years is palpable. It's palpably safer to be a woman on set. I'm only speaking to my industry than it was five years ago, palpably safer. 75% of the shit you would put up with, you know, is like, won't fly anymore. And I know that's scary for some people. I know it's not fair for everyone. I know it's messy, but ultimately for me, easily the good outweighs the bad times like 20. And so it's not that I'm down for, not down for criticism, but to bring, you know, we've talked about, but like Bill Maher into it for a second. I was like, about to bring him up. The guy only complains. The fucking guy only complains about it. And it's like never a word about the good it's done. Never the word about like, you know what? Derek Chauvin is in fucking prison only because of Black of Black Lives Matter. That's it. Otherwise, that guy's on the street. That guy's still arresting people. That guy's killing people. Like, and 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 there's a lot of micro versions of that that have been averted to, I'm sure, without knowing stats and knowing that I'm sure it's it's still egregious, but it's like I just, I think we're also, we really are in my estimation and just taking only literally my, my, my work life, you know, I, I think we're making great strides. I think we're, you know, Bill Maher wants to talk shit about, I don't know, I'm going off on Bill Maher, but cause I used to no, like, please, like, please. go off on how, what, what, a, what, a, what a, what a bummer the Oscars were and God, yeah, like, right. Right, maybe just mention though, by the way, that this is the most diverse it's ever been for not for nothing. Like, First of all, it's an odd year. Everyone was locked up. So the big Hollywood movies didn't get to be made as much. But regardless, how about just how about just a little nod that like there's never been as many um, minorities or women behind the camera as this year. And like we've only had a male white male worldview in our media and our movies and stories since the beginning of time. And for the first time 
in this entire country's history and in Hollywood's history, finally the camera, the eye of like our, our POV is changing to like be, we're getting a look at everyone's POV. And it's amazing. I mean, I, you know, and it's, it's exciting and it's amazing. And I wish somebody like that or some of my more, I guess both sides is um friends would give a little more to um the good that's being done and not focus on not only focus on criticizing you know things that have gone too far it's like i'm so know. glad you said that i mean i think that's a real thing that comes up with you know my democrat for my friends who consider themselves yeah. democrats yeah. and progressives yeah. is same like same. you know they focus on where they believe it goes too far and they don't look at it the bigger picture of okay but along with that is coming real progress and yeah you know we could talk specifically about things that bother you you know maybe there's an abraham lincoln school in san francisco that should be left alone i don't know we could talk about that stuff but to attack yeah. you know wokeness in general and try to make that yeah. a bad yeah. word yeah. and try to make anti-racism a bad word which mar does every single week now like there's not a week that goes yeah. by where he doesn't yeah. provide yeah. the extreme right with a viral clip that they can use to justify all of their bullshit to the point where it's really yeah, infuriating yeah, yeah. and he, not to mention yeah. how he lets the kellyanne conway's coulter's you know uh megan kelly's whitewash their reputations on his show i could go off about bill Maher doesn't challenge him and i was a fan like, I'm doesn't challenge them let them do, do it you know, I could talk about Mar a lot. I mean, and I was a fan not that long ago, but now he's become. I was a fan too. He's tilted I, I that way. I a lot of views. Well, I think the difference is like, he was like, hey, what's this change going on? I'm not moving anything. I'm not examining myself. I'm right. not examining my privilege. I'm fucking perfect. I'm one of the good guys. And if you're telling me that anything I've ever done might not fly now, fuck you. Right. You're going too far. You know, like I'm, right, I'm one of the good guys because I care. like, yeah, sorry. I'm one of the good guys and I'm not going to do any reflection. I have no self-reflection to do. And yeah. you know, it's like, I have no growing to do. It's like, it's like right, I, like weed. I care about the environment. Up. I care about gay people, weed and the environment. So I'm progressive, you know, so I can sit here and say, please, brutality isn't really a big thing. And you know, the anti-racism stuff has gone too far. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't really get to pick like that. Like just liking weed doesn't make you a progressive. You have to actually want to do the tough work and make yourself uncomfortable, like you're saying, and and give up yeah. some stuff, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I'll, even though religious is a, even though religious is a shit movie, I do think uh, I will give him credit still for being so uh, uh, atheist because I'm atheist and I feel like it's like. <laughs> kind of a dirty word you know what i mean and i'm like I, I appreciate that he's out there taking bullets and like fighting it intellectually you know like that's good i like i it. mean and look i keep i keep watching because i respect his, his mind i think he's a smart guy you know I, and i know that there's a lot of people that watch that are on the progressive and, and democrat side of things and you know he does sort of provide them with sort of with takes uh and so i keep hoping it's going to change but it's pretty clear you know that he has decided no i'm I'm the anti-woke guy and I can't stand this, this movement. It's not just him. Like he's not the only one. I have people in yeah, my oh, world. Yeah. yeah. yeah who, who I, are like that. I have a lot of people in my life yeah. that I consider, you know, it almost lines up straight. There's a kind of a straight line or a Venn diagram, whatever you want to say between them and like, who's not vaxxed in my life is also like, 
kind of verbatim the people, you know, that are also um, real both sides, you know, but uh, uh, and too far and, you know, seem to harp a lot on. You can't both sides this anymore. Like the both sides, the, you know, that that ship has sailed. Like we're not like trying to both, both sides. It got I'm us like, here. There's Donald both sides. Trump. It got us here. Yeah. There, there. Again, I was like, there's no both. Once Donald Trump's in, there's no both sides. We're done. The guy who said, oh, I don't know what I said. That guy's your guy. I can't then unless you guys have a real soul. You have some soul searching to do. And like, you know, when you're like. Uh, anyways, just Trump. as a last as a last thing, I know we've, I've kept you a while, but uh, one of the things that's happening now for me, I is could like, do this all day, but go ahead. you could. OK, good. All right. Well, I, I do want to talk about our, our kids for a second, just because one of the things that's happening for me is, you know, my daughter is starting to like become aware of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I find myself trying to like put things in a way that, you know, she understands. Like, yeah. are you, are you, are you finding yourself yeah. trying to like make sense of the world for, you know, for your kid? I mean, now? That's, that's like so much of what being a parent is. It's like, it's like being a parent is like, if I could, if I had to like, narrow it down to three things it's like it's like just getting up a lot it's just like a lot of physical <laughs> yes like just getting up every day it's a lot of like oh every, like standing up <laughs> just yeah. like yeah just like i gotta move i gotta do it I gotta move. <laughs> yeah it's like a lot of like i um that's amazing wow cool you know, but then <laughs> occasionally it really is and a lot of times sometimes okay, yeah but but it's always just like feigning you know <laughs> amazement and then and then you know, the most fun thing and the really, I find it a nice challenge is just interpreting the world for them, answering questions and going yeah. like, I have to do this so economically and succinctly. I've got about a five sentence, five sentences, you know, and as she gets older, it gets deeper, my daughter, but you know, I have a finite number of sentences to do this in. Otherwise it's going to start to get lost, you know? And, and, right. and, and, and it can be about, it's about the world and politics, but even just about like, how does the sewer work? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't want to, I want to get it right the first time. Cause they, it, they're really impressionable. And I remember like, they remember everything. I know something yeah. you, and if you misinterpret stuff at, at like five, like you might remember that wrong for 10 years thinking like the moon's made of cheese. Right. Or, you know, some, and so, and so trying to get it right. But anyways, as to like what's happening in our world now, I mean, yeah, we're very, you know, honest and, and about it all and, and try to, like I say, do it as succinctly. And, you know, I mean, the one thing is we try to describe what's bad and then we try to describe the complexity of a human being and how no one's all good or all bad. And even Donald Trump, like, you know, he had most people that are, that are mean their parents were mean to them and it's you know i mean in a nutshell and it's like sure. trying to extend some humanity there and that's something look i struggle with all the time i mean you see how like seething with rage i am for these for like fox news but everyone's a human you know and everyone and you know most people that you know it's like you're a pro everyone's a product of their environment um and so and I don't know where I don't know where you cut slack and where you extend the olive branch and where it's okay to like truly despise. I mean, like, look, you know, how much? Let's just take the most extreme example. Like, I, I'm going, I'm going way off topic, but like, no, how much can I despise Hitler versus how much do you have to say? Like, I don't know, he's a human, and I don't know. 
Um, anyways, uh, as to talking to, to the kids, um, yeah, I don't know, man. What are your, what are your, what do you find yourself? No, I think you said it right. Like you get a certain window of a couple sentences to put it together for them and they remember it. You know, she's retained so much more than I ever expected. Uh, so, but, but, but it also helps. I find to like have to tell her because it helps me like boil it down to its, you know, to its essence. Like, Here's what's happening. You know, these yeah, people yeah, don't totally. like this thing. And it's not that complicated in the end. It's really, you know, some people are, I find it really comes down to empathy and selfishness. And like some people are more concerned with themselves and other people are more concerned with the greater good. And like, you know, I, I hope that she is the latter, you know, and, and that's tr- sort of the framing of everything. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is like, and this is where I have some empathy is like, you know, we're really only arguing ever about like totally like 10%. It's like politics is so tribal and so local. And it's like, there's like 10% in the middle or really less than that. Like it's like 3%. I don't know. But like that yeah. is like, you're trying to sway and everyone else, you know, I, I heard this a while ago and I imagine it's true, although I've never taken the time to look it up, but like, you're much more likely to change your religion in your life than your uh, is that right? party. Interesting. And again, I'm, I'm just saying I believe it. I don't know. Maybe somebody can look it up and see if that's true. Um, but, you know, and so on one hand, you know, <laughs> I'm happy. Hey, my parents were Democrats. You know what I mean? I, I don't know that I would, you know, if I was just in a, grew up in a Republican household, I'd very prob. I don't know, given like my locale and my business. But other than that, you know, if I grew up in a red state and a Republican household, I'm sure I'd be a Republican, you know, like I, and I, I have empathy for that, you know, I, 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 oh, I yeah. do. And, and anyways, with, with my daughter and, and eventually my son, it's like, you know, I don't want to spoon feed them their politics. You know, I don't want to force feed them their beliefs, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I want to give them a really good foundation and uh, they better not be, you know, <laughs> I'd say they better not be Republicans, <laughs> but I actually well. I actually feel like we're headed for, you know, in my futurism thoughts of like all the internet being the new like battleground. I also feel like, I wonder if we're not going to be these two parties for too much longer. Yeah, like, I, I can, can see, that, see that. I, I can see well, it breaking I, up somehow. It seems like in a way, you know, certain personalities sort of transcend the party. I mean, in Trump's case, he kind of ate the party, but you know, there's certain, seems like there could be the right person to sort of transcend that, that party structure. So I, I could see that happening. And I think more and more we're seeing people identify themselves as independents. And, you know, I think the biggest group of people in the country are non-voters. So that's the other part is how do we, you know, engage people who even still are not voting. And, and, you know, I don't know that's, that's a quick solution, but I, I, you know, I agree with you. I don't want to spoon feed them anything. You know, I just do want them to grow up with sort of a framing of like that we're all in this thing together, which is, I think, sort of how we started this. And, you know, I know that's that's something that you feel, too. Yeah, I mean, can I ask you a very like. This is for you, this is for your audience, but it's a very like broad, general, I guess. I've heard that like two, of course, you want two parties. I guess my my view is you want two parties, you need pushback. You can't, every idea you can't just implement and go crazy. And like, you know, you need some like somebody pumping the brakes and somebody being thoughtful. And I guess, but 
I don't know. I guess I just wish we live in a place where like, and I've heard Adam McKay say this too, and I totally agree. Like, I wish like centrist Democrats were the Republican Party. That's a reasonable Republican conservative stance and progressives can be Democrats. And let's like, but like, because otherwise I just feel like all these other policies are, because because to me, both of those are at least about going forward. It's about like, we know the path forward. Like we have to lower our carbon emissions or we die. It's really simple. You know what I mean? It's like that that stuff's simple. And so how do we do it? Well, let's talk about it. But I guess I have a really simplistic view that some people think are like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's stupid and you could push back on it or like ill-informed. But to me, it's like the thing I don't get about conservatism. When you look at history, I'm like, where did you win? Like it was all a march against you and like we want like where are the good guys? When you look back and you're like, who are the heroes? I'm like Who's your hero? Reagan? Right. That dummy? Right. Like, 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 that's the, I mean, where is, truly, like, I don't, you know, I know, like, I don't. For them, it seems for, like, like, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, like, it may be Churchill in the heat of battle, and I don't even know if he was conservative or not, but, like, except, like, maybe in the middle of a war, when, like, in a way, politics matter less, and it's, like, strategic. Um, But, like, you know, it's, like, strategery. Like, like. I just look back and I'm like, so, well, don't we all agree that Confederacy is bad and you lost? And like that, that was wrong. And don't we all agree that the civil rights, like the people fighting against, they don't agree with that, man. They don't agree with that. It's been wild. I mean, you know, like I'm I'm here in a very red state and like, yeah, I guess they really, they really lift up the Confederate statues and the Confederacy. And they won't even, a lot of them even admit that the civil war was even fought over slavery. You know, I mean, there are representatives that are elected officials here that, I ask that every time I see this one dude, Mike Sparks, yeah, and, yeah. you know, who fancies himself a historian. He's not the only one who thinks this, but you know, it's become a game between me and him where I ask him, like, did you Google it yet? You know, every time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but it's wild. Like they, uh, it goes back to what you were saying. We're fighting an ongoing civil war for hearts and minds that maybe never ended, and it just you know took a different form, and and that's kind of where we are. And so I think their heroes are people who are kind of willing to say those things out loud so that they don't have to be ashamed of them. Yeah, 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 I guess so. And it's like, but I just, to me, it's so obvious to me. I, you look and you're like, you've lost every battle eventually. And like your history's lo- like it, it, where are you marching to? You're going to the dark, back to back to back to back. You're going to just go back, 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 like all the way back. Like if you want to talk about the best way to the future, okay. But coal, I understand collateral damage of like, we don't want to, we want to like transition people to good jobs. We don't want to leave people behind. I understand that. But like coal, you know, like that's the <laughs> right. you're going to die. Like that's the, that's the future. Right. That is I mean, how do you even engage with that? Um, real fast, I want to give a huge shout out to, <laughs> they don't need it, but like my heroes <laughs> that have been so vilified, but like just seeing like what Cori Bush did this week, yeah. and like AOC and these women of color who yeah. are at the forefront of this battle, who are winning the battle for hearts and minds. Stacey Abrams, who are educating a generation, myself included, such a human and loving way. They're the tip of the spear. And to be so hated for it, to be in so much physical danger for it, they're in real physical danger. Nobody probably has a bigger literal price on their head than, say, AOC. 
you know, and, and it's like Nancy Pelosi for that matter. They, they, they ran in, they started the Capitol looking for like these women who are up there getting more heat than Biden would ever get. Leading the charge and pushing us forward. I'm like amazed. I'm in awe. I'm like starstruck. I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching, you know, future icons and great American heroes in action. And partially because of what they're doing and partially because the obstacles they face, the blowback is so heavy. I know, you know, so many people were talking about centric, you know, Democrats that we like that are, you know, um, it's critical race there. Me too. It's too far. You know, too much. Um, they also all hate like the squad for lack. Yeah, of I mean, we just saw it. We just they, saw it. I'm like, with in Ohio, Nina Turner lost because, in large part, because you know centrist Democrats dumped a bunch of money into the race against her. I'm really glad that you brought them up, and you know, I think they really do deserve a lot of credit, especially this week with what Corey Bush just led with the eviction moratorium. And I think what's great about what just happened there, you know, and the reverberations. Like it's really important, no matter what the wins are, to get some wins for the people who go out there and put themselves on the line, just to see that it works, that pressure works, that shame works, and it encourages people to go out and do it again. We just had an example of it here. We had this KKK Grand Wizard statue in our capital yeah. for years and years, yeah, for yeah, yeah. 40 years. And these students and black activists would go up there and they would march and chant and cheer and pray in front of it. And it seemed like a, a lost cause. You know, there were a couple of instances along the way. And then finally, just last month, they they finally got rid of it. And that was such a testament to the people that put their bodies on the line, got arrested. I mean, Justin Jones got arrested 14 times for this thing. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a statue leaving a building. But it's really important that people see that that stuff works. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's what yeah, happened yeah. Yeah. with Corey Bush this week. It's mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I think it is working. I think it's working. I think we're seeing pushback. But like, and it's scary because the pushback is so suicidal. I mean, it's like the pushback is so literally like don't wear a mask is, the, is our symbol. Is like. And, and it's so scary. It's like, let Donald Trump play Russian roulette with like the nuclear codes. Um, but I think I'm optimistic and I know it's backlash to what's happening, you know, in the same way that, you know, a lot of it is backlash to Trump or to Obama being president. But that was a step forward regardless. And um, a glass ceiling, if you will, or I don't know if that's reserved for only women. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> um, but you know what um, you mean. You know, it, I really am like, I'm so, I'm so excited as well as terrified, excited about the changes we're, we're, that's happening. And I'm so thrilled to like, I want to be around to see what's next. And, and like, I feel the same about technology. Technology is very bittersweet to me right now because a whole, you know, a whole way of life is dying. Like just to take my industry, for example, like movies movie theaters that's kind of done like they'll be around ish for a while but like we can see the writings on the wall and it's going a certain way and there's a ultimately i think people are going to still be even more entertained by story like i think there's a brighter future for storytelling and um and you know and acting even but um it's very bittersweet and uh technology is moving so fast right now and it's also very frightening but i think that um I can't believe the pace of change and I'm just so excited to like see what the fuck happens.
I think that's a good place to leave it, man. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. I appreciate you speaking. I mean, not, you know, not everybody in your world is even willing to speak out. So it's awesome that you do it. And, uh, you know, I, I hope we can do it again at some point. I just, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm feeling more optimistic having heard your optimism because I, I, I've been in a little <laughs> bit of a, of a dark, dark place as far as our democracy goes. So, you know, uh, but it's it's nice to hear. Me too. I don't think. Look, I, I, I last thing I'll say. Although there was like, I was gonna say. Um, I think they're too like, they're too dysfunctional to ever have like true fascism. They're just gonna like gum up the works and get a lot of people killed. You know, like be be it be it environment, be it injustice, be it um, uh, coronavirus. I don't feel like they have the discipline to, or the majority of like people in this country. I don't think they have the majority. They have, I know the right. jurymen are- To get it done, yeah. Like people would take to the streets and people would take to the streets in overwhelming numbers. They're never gonna be able, in my opinion, they're not gonna be able to police, you know, through force uh, 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 this movement away. But I'm scared. So I'm, I'm less scared of like true dictatorship and fascism as i am from like anarchy and martial law and just like disaster that comes from it um where just, like there's I, not food on the shelves and comes from lastly yeah, lastly but the only way the thing no no just but tucker carlson who's definitely the like leader of the movement now in hungary i do i am like ooh, that's pretty hitler-esque that's pretty like <laughs> yeah i could see like you know we're in a world kind of you know if all the right-wing leaders of the world kind of banded together that's a little scary but anyway what well, but for me it's just you know like what they're doing with these laws that they're passing people are focused on the voter suppression aspect but a lot of it is them making it easier to replace election officials and it's become you know the only resume requirement for a republican to hold office now is for them to be willing to overturn an election next time this happens. So I feel like they sort of saw the roadmap, saw where they fell short, are going about fixing it. And all it's going to take is, you know, if a Democrat wins in 2024, let's say, and a few people that are in the spots that they're supposed to be in now say, you know what? Yeah, I'm not certifying this. And suddenly we're thrown into chaos. Like, I just don't feel like we're that far away from that. So, you know, that's where it's coming from. I almost feel like we're not. We're not. No. We're, we're absolutely not. But I also feel like, I mean, nobody wants this. And like, I don't want to threaten the same thing that they threaten. But it's like, we know what's legitimately stolen. <laughs> like, we know what. I just feel like we're at a tipping point. I just don't think like the majority who, and it's the vast majority of Americans, or not the vast, but majority still um, of, of Americans who like, just don't want to die like yeah. straight up like want like more freedom but also want more civility want more equality but also just like want to live through the pandemic and want to stave off global disaster and in, in the, with the environment like then they're gonna you know I, like i said then i think people would take to the streets and like, I, I just i hope i hope that that's the issue that people make that the issue you know i, I worry that we're like that's why i'm glad the insurrection commission is happening because it keeps it at the forefront like democracy is on the ballot people need to keep hammering that because it really is and you know that's why the sub suburb you're, you're right it's people who are like i don't want to die suburbia is really the battleground that was the swing vote yeah. and so yeah. we need to let I them know like they're they're so they're so loony. I, yeah, I don't think suburban moms, I don't know, I guess some do, but like, I just don't think, I think 
yeah, it's too dangerous. They're Just so to dangerous. show you what we're dealing with here, uh, you know, as a tradition to go through a couple of Carlos's comments. Carlos, Please, let me yeah. So, are Cuba and Venezuela and China your favorite countries? Uh, are you proud of our quitting and losing woke Olympians? The wonderful Israel needs to be pushed into the C squad. I mean, just I, I always like to look at Carlos as like this is what, this is what we're up against here. It's hard to even deal with that. But Carlos, as always, I thank you for following the holler and uh, and make yeah, sure yeah 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 follows Adam. Uh, let me at, ask Car. I mean, yeah, let me ask- go ahead. I don't know. Let me ask Carlos a question. Like, you go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Does he want to? I mean, as you said, like it's a troll. But like, are you? I don't know. Is there any interest in like facts and and having a real conversation, or probably not? I don't know. No, it doesn't seem. I, those doesn't are, feel like those, it. You can have those conversations, but yeah. Carlos is like so, a Breitbart chat room that comes and infiltrates our comment section yeah. every what time we first, go live. What was the, what was the first? Uh, are are Venezuela, Cuba, and China your favorite countries? And are you proud of our quitting and losing woke Olympians? Just yeah. I guess not I would useful. Just say, let me let me just say let me just I know not point put not. Let me just answer the first one anyway. Okay. I don't know jack shit about China and Cuba and Venezuela, and neither do you, Carlos. Neither do you. Right. I do know that, like, and I, I don't even know why we do this in the in the Democrat Party, but like the semantics of socialism and capitalism, and are you capitalist or are you socialist? Like, why do we even play that game? It's both. We're both. It's all That's both. Right. The even country the most has always capitalist been capitalist. Is also partly partly socialist. And That's even right. the most diehard socialist in America is also partly capitalist. Nobody is saying that we should literally the government should tell you how much money you make and what job you should do. And I don't think the most avowed Republican is saying that, like, everything should be private in the government. There shouldn't be a government. You know, like, and no. so did you see it's uh, the middle st- and st- as to yeah. the, you know, what. Stefanik, the That's GOP all. leader tweeted uh, on the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the holiday the, the birthday of Medicare and Medicaid that we need to make sure we don't have socialist health care <laughs> celebrating socialist health care while saying we sure. shouldn't have socialist health care no you're right and, it, you it's, know, it's and, both. And, and there's no price there's no price that, what's so scary is there's no price to be paid for that in fact even better it's like hey she's trending she's a trending right. liar and everyone right. piles on and hates her that's good for fundraising mm-hmm. that's insane yeah that's and that's insane. a Harvard like, graduate. I'm gonna go be willfully wrong or like, what's going on with Harvard, man? I'm gonna yeah. be like willfully wrong. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna. It's gonna be very verifiable. But it's actually that the fact that I'm so wrong is gonna be celebrated in my circles. And that willingness to to lie and be wrong and own how wrong you are is the scariest thing of it all to me. It's a scary wow. thing to see that video of them in the Capitol, to see the whole thing, and then to see these lawmakers who the day of, a lot of them were like, Trump bears responsibility, then go like, it was a normal walk in the park. It's terrifying to me. It's terrifying to see that about face with a straight face. Um, it's, a, it's the scariest thing of all of it to me, is to see how how willing they are to lie with a smile on their face. It's um, It's... It's so dishonorable, and I just, I just think, have you no decency, sir? Have you no decency, Adam? Thanks for doing this, buddy. I appreciate you. Love you, and, bro. Uh, love you too, man. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Follow the holler and follow at Handle Brody. Tennessee. 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 Tennessee.